You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by black horror fans. We're back for episode two. Boom. I just love, I love Andrew's enthusiasm. (laughs) It's, I am truly excited and this has been a problem most of my life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> people people thinking I'm not stoked but I am I'm so excited no it's fine I have the opposite problem I think my voice is pretty expressive but my face normally is like just flat so mm. you know it's a different kind see, of that's where disson- dissonance happening yeah whereas if people could see my face right now my eyebrows are going everywhere and I look insane because I'm excited but my voice doesn't show yeah it. no you're Emma Watson from Harry Potter one through five yeah before she before she just started keeping it together no emotions yes those eyebrows were everywhere uh yeah but we are back um doing this thing again andrew how are you feeling again i'm stoked mostly because and it's this is fresh in my mind because I watched this this morning. Same. So, I watched it like like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. Like this could not be more of a fresher take for me. Hell yeah. I'm super excited about it too. Because um, if it's not already apparent, we're doing Carrie. And Carrie is one of my favorite horror movies. Like of all time. Is it because uh, it deals with a single mother trying to do her best? <laughs> it, you know, actually... Okay, like that was a read, but yes, I think <laughs> in parts. But also, I just I love um, I love female centric horror. So it's just like there aren't enough, and it's problematic because it's very like male gazy in a lot of ways. Um, I didn't note I didn't notice that. No, you didn't notice. Is it's very a uh, very jiggle TV, which is just of the time. But I don't know. I love this. I love this fucking movie. I love the book. It's. It was just a, it was a joy watching it today, honestly. This is going to be a sick episode because you are well informed. You love this. I have not read the book, more or less watched it for the first time five hours ago, and I have opinions. Okay, so if okay, okay, well, if that's the case, since you haven't seen it, first impressions before we even like get into anything else. First impressions. Did you like it or did you like not like it? Um. I liked it. I'll go as far to say I liked it, but it was it's a very weak. I liked it. You know, it I don't view it as a negative movie mm-hmm. viewing experience. Um it was partially a negative movie viewing experience only because I couldn't find it on any of my streaming services <laughs> and I had to I had to go to totally not CD websites to find it and then after 20 minutes it told me I was done with my preview so i had to find another legitimate website yeah it's but that being said that was annoying it I was agree, great yeah. <laughs> but as i mean as far as movie i and then i also tried to read some of the takes how it was received in the 70s mm-hmm. and a lot of the points talking you know all the accolades it got i thought okay i could definitely see that for at the time this being super solid mm-hmm my biggest my biggest thing that I thought was I'm gonna see where I can find this 
stupid note I wrote. Because to me, after the whole movie, it seemed more like the movie was called Reven- like Revenge of Scorned Popular Kids, Oh, and Carrie. Because, mm. uh, you know, the book's obviously way different. Having not read it, I can say that confidently. But it's it mostly is around these kids. And then at the end, they're like, oh, we should probably film some more Carrie. Yes, I I agree with that. And I think it's one of the reasons why, and I think we'll, we'll get into it later. Um, I think that the movie is good. I think it stands well on its own in terms of just like a, a classic, a, a horror film. Like I think it's, there's a good buildup and the payoff is, I mean, amazing. It's one of the reasons why that prom scene is so iconic because it really is just like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> A r- real prom. Carrie. Yeah, it was actually similar to my own prom experience. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I murdered my entire senior class. But um, it's one of I the- was the one pulling the rope. <laughs> 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 but like, I think it's one of the reasons why I like the book so much is, and why I prefer it than over the movie is that the book does a better job of us getting to know Carrie as a person and you walk away with more sympathy I think for Carrie in the book than in the movie because it's like I think she's still sympathetic but not as much because we don't really know her ins and outs and you know who she truly is I think a lot of it is filmed from I think an outsider perspective of watching Carrie so I feel like our opinion of Carrie is not much different than the kids you know it's just a more sympathetic vision of it like it's still you know she's still I mean, we'll get into it. But let's just, you know, let's get into, like, you know, the the bullshit logistics. Carrie, 1976. <laughs> <laughs> this dumb information you have to fucking know. I mean, let's be honest. If you're listening to this, I feel like you probably already know this. If you don't, then, like, welcome to Earth, good, planet Earth. Good for you. Yeah. But I'm glad you're here. Glad you're here on Earth now. Um Carrie, 1976, directed by Brian De Palma. It's adapted from Stephen King's 1974 novel of the same name. Um, It stars Sissy Spacek as Carrie White, a 16-year-old diffident teenager who is consistently mocked and bullied at school. Her peers are unaware that she possesses telekinetic powers. Also, a lot of names in there. I mean, there's Piper Laurie as well. We have a young John Travolta, which we'll get into. <laughs> blue, blue my mind. We'll get into it. We'll get into John Travolta. Um, I guess she technically is a scream queen in her own right. PJ Souls in this movie, um, as well as a bunch of other awesome people. Amy Irving, William Cat. Uh, yeah. Let's just go into it. Let's start with... <laughs> One one thing that I do, I feel this movie did, which I thought was hilarious, mm-hmm. was it would just be kind of a mundane scene, and then they would do something to remind you of what's happening or the premise of the movie. Mm-hmm. And we get that in the opening scene where it's just a gym class, and then Carrie misses a bump, and they're just like, you piece of shit! <laughs> Because it's that's what it is. It's just normal things, and then carry you utter fuck. <laughs> but you know, you know, I actually I love that opening because it is so like, and I think it's kind of like you said. It's like the whole movie is very like. And I think it, it's a it's a good um, adaptation of a Stephen King book, even though it isn't like it's not totally the same as the book. But Stephen King actually loved the movie and loved the ending more than what he wrote, and I think what. De Palma does so well in the film is that it's like similar to a Stephen King novel where 
it is mundane. Stephen King novels tend to be just kind of, it's a normal town, but there's some weird shit happening that no one's talking about. And I think it's great in that way that like you have the, mm-hmm. you're just, it's a, okay, it's a gym class. Yeah, we're playing volleyball. Cool, cool, cool. Then you get the, you know, hit to carry. She'll fucking miss it. She misses it. And she gets like, not only just the insults, you also get this girl who played by PJ Souls. The uh, character's name is Norma. The girl wearing the red hat who just like hits her in the face with the hat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, which leads into, you know, the opening credit scene more of. And I just... Well, before that, I wrote, these girls take gym class volleyball too damn seriously. It, it, they weren't training for state or nationals. They just every day give it their all and fucking hate Carrie. But, that, but the thing but the- is, is that, like, it's not inaccurate because I'm watching it and I know, like, you know, bullying's wrong. Like, don't bully kids. I get it. But. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had to say it was cool. As much- I would say. <laughs> I identify with Chris, honest, and I don't. But, like, <laughs> you watch Carrie and you have sympathy for her because, like, you find out, you know, her, her home life and why she is the way she is. But there's something about being a teenage girl and there being that girl in your class that everyone kind of targets or ignores. And I think that the movie and the book does this well in terms of setting up this character as, like, I, I... I loathe you, not because you've done anything to me, but your existence upsets me. You know, it's like, why are you like this? Like, it, 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 It's almost like a frustration with her. And I think we get that from the coach character where like she empathizes yeah. and feels for Carrie, but also you can tell there's a sense of why the fuck are you like this? Like, I'm like can you just not be like this? <laughs> so it's oh. it's tricky, but it's like, Ah, it it feels so real, honestly, to just like being in high school of having that person. You're just like, God damn it, just be normal, Carrie. Yeah, if you took away her just being psychic, yeah, that is just that's a, a situation that exists everywhere. Yeah, but I do like speaking of teenage girls in high school going to the opening locker room credit scene. Uh, I wrote. It looks like this was written and shot by a teenage boy. And I'm not saying that it just seemed overly gleeful. It's not that people don't fuck around like we're naked and I'm going to whip you with a towel. Of course, people are stupid and do that as kids. But I just liked with it was in like slow motion, but not super slow. Mm -hmm. And just that happy, dreamy music. Mm -hmm. And then but then just really like, look at these naked. They're not kids, but, you know check it out and then when it goes to Carrie I I get what it's setting up but then I'm like why are why are you just zoomed in on her chest <laughs> for, for I'm like I'm like what is this setting up I'm like that is that's not where the turning point's about to happen <laughs> so okay I I'm gonna defend this movie even though it has its problems it's it's very much of the time like that opening scene is it's cringe in that you do get it, it's a soft corn porn shot basically of just like slow motion naked also also don't get me know? wrong i didn't i didn't say this was bad <laughs> or i arguably the best part of the movie i just thought it was very interesting stylistically oh yeah no it's it's an interesting take and my first reaction when i first saw it was just like this is excessive i feel like you know 
this is so like male gazy. It's so seventies. Apparently, Brian De Palma would invite Steven Spielberg to the um, the set because he said there are a lot of cuties on this set. So Steven Spielberg apparently asked out most of the girls in this movie. Well, he married uh, Sissy. Yeah, Steven Spielberg. No, no, no. Spielberg. Yeah, didn't he? No, he married. Um, he did marry some. I think it's. I want to say it's Amy Irving. No, that's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, he did end up marrying one of them. So if that doesn't give you like the the sense of just like what it was like to be a woman in Hollywood in the 70s, just like have like fucking Steven Spielberg just like creeping around on set of your movie, <laughs> like just going down a line of women to ask out. But um, so at the at first glance, yeah, I'm like, ugh, why unnecessary? But I kind of like how it juxtaposes like ooh, like, sexy girls. Like, oh, they're naked. They're running around. It's the 70s, full bush. We love it. Mm-mm. But then you have a girl who's also in that same light and then gets her period. And it completely just shifts the tone. And I think it happens a lot in the movie. Just like, oh, this thing. And then it's like, oh, no. Like, this is, uh, Like, you know? I thought that was such a good transition. Because especially... You're you're just sitting there vibing on this softcore porn, and then all of a sudden you're like, "This is the worst moment in any young woman's life." Yeah, it's like not socially. only just like getting your period, but then like getting it in front of people, not knowing you're having that, your period, and then them throwing sanitary items at you. That's another thing that I wrote. They 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 hated Carrie and wanted to make fun of her so much that they ripped that fucking lid <laughs> off like the pad dispenser <laughs> just to throw them at her. And I'm like, I'm, I'm assuming it was the same in the 70s it is, as it is now. You know, uh, feminine products aren't cheap. No. And they're just like, for the, this, commit to the bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sue Snow like, I'll go to becomes the Incredible <laughs> Hulk and rips this metal frame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's just like going to her mom. It's like, mom, I need, I need a couple more boxes of tampons. Me and the girls just had to throw them at Carrie. That, and then mom goes, oh, that son of a bitch! I'll buy you all the tampons you need. No one has southern accents except the mom and Carrie for some reason, though. Oh, and John Travolta. And I, oh yeah, John Travolta is also. I'm just gonna say this and get it out of the way. It'll probably come back. But I looked it up because this is a year before. Saturday Night Fever came out. Okay. And watching it, I'm like, this seems like a very young John Travolta. Not just physically, but I'm like, your acting is very oh, yeah. young. And then I looked that up and I thought, okay, that it, it makes sense. Oh, yeah, no, his, I think of all of the actors, I think he's probably one of the weakest ones. For sure. Hey, but, but he went on to be <laughs> Danny Zuko, so. Yeah. But I mean, also, you're up against like, Piper Laurie, who at this point had been in like film for a bajillion years, and Sissy Spacek, who is just fucking iconic and talented. So it's 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 hard it's hard for a young John Travolta to be in that situation against such talent. Honestly, yeah. I liked the just the I didn't like it, but I didn't just find it utterly ridiculous. Just the just people getting fucking slapped. <laughs> the the coach comes up to Karen and he's, he's like calm down bitch <laughs> this is normal so and, you know and that's one of the moments where uh, I think the it does so well in terms of upholding the book you know and the film the adaptation because in the book she gets slapped by the by the um, 
the coach, but it's written from her perspective in that moment of like, I want to get this girl to get a grip, but I also hate her. And she says it in the mm. movie of like, I felt like yeah. them. Like, why? Like, what the fuck is wrong? Like, you're 17, getting your period. Why are you reacting this way? It upsets me that you are doing something that is so, I mean, histrionic and just over the top. But we also meet Carrie's mom. And it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just love it. If you're crazy and religious, you can't have anything but a weird Southern accent. You can't. Um, fun uh. trivia. Apparently, Piper Laurie read this script as a black comedy. And it's one of the reasons why she is so like, it's one of the weirdest performances I've ever seen because it's like equally funny, but also terrifying. <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> it's like she read it as a black comedy and performed it as a black comedy and nobody told her otherwise well i think at one point no. Brian De Palma told her was like hey like hey like you know this isn't a comedy like stop laughing this is not like this is funny but it, it weirdly works though i like it i like that she did play it up in that way because it just it it i think the movie is really good at just creating a tone of just like you feel unsettled the whole time it's just like i I just feel uncomfortable That's watching true. this whole movie because it's just, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but something about it, I think it's really tapping in at some weird like high school girl side in me that I'm just like, <laughs> I, I hate you, Carrie, but I also love you. And I also like relate to you, but also I, I feel like I'm looking in the mirror and I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> right. Oh. We're all Carrie White yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if you were a really nice person in high school or just an utter piece of shit. Okay, I'll tell you. I was... <laughs> <laughs> I actually wasn't a mean kid. I didn't bully people. I was very... In terms of the pecking order, I think I was kind of like middle of the pack, just like a normal student. Dude, the middle of the pack's the safest place to be. <laughs> very safe. I wasn't picked on. I didn't do any picking on of people, but I also... I feel like... High school as a teenage girl is very complicated because you may not be the bully, but you definitely are complicit in bullying. Yeah, honestly, only only high school girls do that. As a as a as a man, I'm really thankful to know that I've never been <laughs> been in the fire of ruining someone's adolescence. Well, so I I speak specifically as a teenage girl because the way that I think generally girls bully is just different. So the complicit, like there was never, I never remember anything physical happening with female bullies in my school. It was a lot of like in this movie where it's just like, you just found that target and that's the person you laughed at. And that's the person you just ignored and just were awful to, you know, you probably wouldn't hit her in the face with a baseball cap. Cause you couldn't wear hats at my school. We had a, <laughs> yeah, dress that's the only reason, <laughs> but there was a lot of just kind of like, I'm going to ostracize this person because they are so different from me. And in my silence, I was also ostracizing that person. I did appreciate, I have always appreciated that tactic of bullying, uh, teenage girls as opposed to teenage boys. Cause teenage boys just do dumb, stupid, blatant things like, fucking punching you in the mouth or pulling your pants down or something that results in physicality but like mm -hmm. you said women are just, so smart <laughs> they attack you where it will last forever oh yes absolutely i i will say having been a teenage girl i truly believe i am more emotionally strong than most men because 
and I'm not just saying this because I think men are trash. They are. But um, <laughs> I, I say this because, like, to have survived adolescence as a teenage girl is a unique experience of you learn how to fight in such a way that is so insidious and dark because you're not allowed to be physical. You're not supposed to be physical. So you know what to say and what to do to make someone feel terrible, but you can still walk away saying, I didn't do anything. And kind of like, I, I don't know why she's so, I don't know why she's crying and say anything. It's like, you could, it's fucked up and very psychotic, but it's one of the reasons why I, I honestly love so much. Cause it is just like, and I relate to this cause I, I saw shit like this happen. Yeah. It's happened all the time. Oh, man. <laughs> This is also Sonique's other dissertation. Her first one was on um, the the horror tropes of various cultures. And then her second one was being a boss-ass bitch in high school. <laughs> the detrimental effects throughout the years on the human psyche. Hashtag boss babe. Yeah, it's a, it's a good read. <laughs> uh, speaking about how just stupid men are, I did write that. I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, because when she's in the principal's office and he gets corrected several times and still is like, Oh, all right, Cassie. Right. And it's like, it's Carrie. I'm like, like that. It, you're right. It leads to the point of what's happening and keeps painting the picture. But I also just like taking that for what it was and thought, man, what a terrible educator. Yes. I mean, I'm not good with names either, but if you told me someone's name three times, I would not forget while they're in front of me. No, he wanted Cassie Wright, but he got Carrie White. <laughs> and I love that scene too because it's um it's after she's you know she's been you know assaulted essentially in the locker room, and I love there's like a really great zoom in, and I it's one of the reasons why I think Carrie is so interesting because there is kind of like a feminist subtext in a way, light, um where he is speaking to the coach. I think what's her name, Coach Collins. And it zooms in on her white shorts and you can see like the menstrual blood that like Carrie, you know, she yeah. grabbed her. So he's like very uncomfortable talking to her about this. And it's like a, it's a fun thing. Cause I think you remember this movie's made like the seventies too. It's like, you know, second wave feminism. It's kind of like an interesting little, I don't know. It's a, I don't know. I just, guys, I love this movie. If it's not obvious. <sighs> it is really, it is really interesting that most of the main people, um, Say for John Travolta, most of most of the inner workings, right? Are it's all the female leads, mm-hmm. right? So you have like Carrie and the mom, and then the coach, and then it's like the the boyfriends are accomplices, mm-hmm. but it's it's the the women that are really holding all the cards and pushing the narrative, mm-hmm. uh, well, pushing the plot forward, right? So. I am just mansplaining to the listeners that everything Sonique already said is amazing. No, it's, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why, like, I love this movie so much is because of that same fact. It's, there are so few, I think, horror movies, especially out of this era, that are female-centric. I mean, aside from, like I said, the issues with the movie that, you know, it's still made by a guy. It's still gazy and gross. But there's still so much about it that, like, it's about these women. And it's why I recommend the book so much because you get a lot more insight. Because the way it's written, if you're not familiar, it um, it's an epistolary novel. So it's a mix of 
like a, a trial. There's like the white commission of like they're, you know, they're sitting and there's a big committee and they're talking about the events of the prom, uh, you know, and looking back on it. So you're getting like, you know, eyewitness testimony of people who survived that prom. You get Carrie's inner monologue. You get so many different perspectives of it that kind of create an interesting story, which I guess is hard to do in film, which is why I guess why they didn't do it. But I don't know. I think it's really just well written in terms of just getting to know who these people are and why they are the way they are. It it just goes into the larger argument of bullying, which I don't want to brag, but as a musician, I'm very qualified to talk about. Mm. Andrew, um, were you, I don't know if this is like a touchy subject, were you ever bullied? I mean, I'm sure you were. We I all, actually, we, we've all been bullied at some point, but like. Yeah, you know. I wouldn't say like when, when you know, saying someone was bullied that's like saying it was habitual it happened frequently Mm -hmm. i was no i like you said no one wasn't teased growing up i would say no no i wasn't because like you i was in the middle ground i wasn't out i was i grew up in small town wisconsin and i was one of like two to five black people Mm. in the school at any time oh lord the the other one being my little brother you know so so uh like i don't so i say that to say i was known because it was like oh yeah the bald ones yeah we know so it's like i was known and plus it was kind of like a stereotypical small town where everyone knew each other and got along for the most part but as well as going on the social pecking order i was in the middle as well so i guess i was sneak complicit in a lot of bullying yeah i think it's just perfect that we're discussing carrie because i am drinking a beer called apex predator which is (laughs) (laughs) i did not do that intentionally but it's like yeah yeah (laughs) i i know what you're talking about i'm drinking a beer called uh pbr because i'm trash (laughs) no it's fine i also bought this one because um i saw the mean girls show in Chicago a few months ago and there's a really awesome song called Apex Predator shout out to you nerds music theater nerds I just, <laughs> it was a good ass show that's all I'm saying I love me some mean girls like fuck <laughs> I hope people love and got that reference god I hope they get it and I hope people get that one I did go out of my way just to throw that in there this is not a visual medium but I am doing a dance right now I love a chorus line. Oh man, I have I have weird tastes. Um, so, um, was gonna say Sonic, the queen of segways. (laughs) I'm so good. Um, were we gonna talk about how that one girl looks just like she had to be the inspiration for Barb from Stranger Things? Oh, Helen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, so I was doing some trivia digging. She didn't have any lines that were written for her. It was all improvised. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, my favorite. I, I, I have, I have issues with that. I feel like there is some, like, I mean, I think she's very cute, but I can also see in 1970s shitty like Hollywood it being like, oh, like she's not, she's a little bit, you know bigger than the other girls and just be like hey, we're not gonna write her fucking any lines like you're on your own kiddo like <laughs> i'm like 
come on. And she was great. I, I actually think that character is really fun and interesting. One of my favorite parts, and it was hers, and it wasn't a line. It was uh, an expression. But it's when they... It's when they get the detention and they all have to work out, yeah. which also I wrote is it is a fear of mine that if I ever were to somehow have a gig in film, you know, like TV and movie or whatever, that they'll be like, all right, Andrew, we need you to do a workout montage. And I'd be like, no, no, I, I don't care. I can't do this. Like, they'll be like, no, no, you'll be like crazy famous if you just film like 10 jumping jacks and I'd have to leave. Like, nah, I'll pass. But, yeah, but it was that montage, and then they're doing sit-ups, and then Helen just, like, she sits up and goes, ugh, and collapses. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, all right, all right, Barb. No, that that workout montage is so funny, I think for many reasons. One, because it's just, well, I also feel like it's an excuse to just see some, like, young women with who aren't wearing bras, like, jumping down, honestly, <laughs> like. I kind of like how you were saying it was just mundane. It was like, this is, they, they have detention and you are watching their detention. It's like, no, you're just seeing titties jump. But I think, <laughs> like, I caught that. Like, okay, okay, okay. But um, it's so 70s because of that fucking music. I think the, mu- the music of this movie yeah. are, is otherwise really, I think, good. I enjoy, like, the violins and, like, you know, it's light and airy at one mo- some moments and then just really dark and just, like, intense. But that scene when they're doing the jumping jacks and got a little like, you know, a lot of it's like very like, yeah, we're in the 70s. This is the 70s. If the hair and the shorts and the socks are not telling you we are in 1976 right now. I did also like I wrote the 70s. What a time driving around, tossing beers car to car. You apparently run into all of your friends just driving down the street. Yes. What a what a time to be alive. Well, I, I, I caught that, too, because it was, like, back when teens would just drive around. Like, that was a thing. Just to cruise the main drag. You just go up and down. And that was yeah. your Friday night. That's what, that's what I do now. <laughs> I'm like, I, it's like, babe, you want to get out on the town? Let's, let's, cruise, the, let's cruise down Michigan. With, There's nobody there. With these gas prices. Oh, you rich. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Right? It, it ain't oh. me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I haven't run into Sonique on the road in a while. That car <laughs> stays got... parked, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I will say, because uh, now we're in the my John Travolta notes, because this is when he came up. Yes, and I was like, I did. I honestly thought I had seen all of John Travolta's rough acting, but no, <laughs> no, this was it. That's neither here nor there. Uh, I. It's just so unfortunate that he has such an unhealthy relationship. Very abusive. I mean, he's the abuser. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. not trying to say he's he's the victim. But I will say that led to one of the funniest scenes because the blowjob scene. Because she keeps saying, oh, Billy, in like full, full, pardon my pun, but diction. So, I like either Billy has the smallest penis, so then she can fully say words without any, you know, messing up of her pronunciation, or she's just sitting there like miming it, but he's so stupid he doesn't realize it. I... Just like oh Billy, oh Billy, punching his dick or something. I don't know. 
I'm so glad you caught that too because I definitely didn't get this when I I think I first saw this movie when I was like 12 my mom showed it to me because (laughs) (laughs) yeah single mom single mom she showed it to me because she was trying to teach me not to bully people I I kid you not she was like yes this movie will teach you not to bully anyone because Carrie let that sit in your head okay it's always the quiet ones right so it didn't work I mean I told you I didn't bully anyone I just like didn't say anything about it though fair so it worked kind of um <laughs> i caught the same thing i was like honey like especially with a name like billy billy yeah you there's got a b sound and an l like there's no way you're saying that with, like, <laughs> i know like, I... <laughs> and then it was just also funny because i mean so that's inherently funny but then i do like that she's so <laughs> she's like billy billy i hate carrie white <laughs> i was like what and he's like who <laughs> Yeah, I also love that after that, uh, this might have been before, but I wrote, <laughs> Carrie's just dead ass reading out loud about telekinesis in this library. <laughs> like she's trying to be all secretive, but she's spelling everything out loud. I wish someone would like walk by while she was reading it, like fucking Carrie White, just like hit her in the back of the head. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> and also, not to, I know we're trying to leave John Travolta as most people are, but I love you know people know the phrase well, okay my experience is people know the phrase get her done from like larry the cable guy or one of those yeah. dudes it's john travolta john travolta started that you're right he says it twice and he's not yeah he's not getting his due can we talk about I his guess accent because okay so in the book uh it takes us in maine because stephen king like it's the only state yeah. that exists in stephen king's world aside from colorado that one time but like it's always maine <laughs> And, um, but they're obviously filming in California. Like it's obviously it's California. It's very sunny. There are palm trees. It's California. I don't understand where this accent is coming from or why as a character choice, he went for this accent, especially because John Travolta is from Jersey too. So it's like character choice is strong. That's like saying he thought about it. (laughs) Point. (laughs) Good point. But it's like, why? Cause he goes, he does the whole like get her done, get her done. I'm like, what is this accent? Where are you from? How? <laughs> is that what they thought like working class was in the seventies? Like, I feel like it's implied that Billy is probably like a working class dude. Like he doesn't go to school, kind of like a little bum, you know. But it's like, why does he have this accent when nobody else has his accent? Maybe his parents are part of a. Uh religious super religious cult too so he's got that little southern twang but he escaped but he couldn't escape the accent mm. i mean scientology <laughs> <laughs> he was just giving us little hints since the 70s but no one was catching on yeah once you like uh join scientology you just get a southern accent <laughs> oh fact man. check me don't even try because you won't find that fact. <laughs> I do like um, just thinking about choices. I really wish they had no idea. They could never have made this choice because what I'm about to say didn't exist at the time. But when Carrie is getting in the argument with her mom, you know, saying, I'm going to go to the prom. You can't. It's a, And then she just casually drops in. I'm psychic. You're going to let me go to the prom. So that was funny to me. But for some reason, while I was watching that whole scene, because she wants to go party, I was just picturing 
the Beastie Boys fight for your right to party playing and uh, that gave it such a different tone because <laughs> I think it still fits the mood like it's still angry and it punches <laughs> like literally but like with a fire hose um <laughs> I love that scene because I think it, are you talking about the part where they're at like their table and they're eating dinner yeah yeah. And it's 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 part of the reason why I actually get why Piper Laurie thought this is a comedy because there are a lot of like funny moments in this movie like that I genuinely laugh at like you know Chris giving a blowjob and still saying Billy very clearly um, the tuxedo scene but in that scene when they're talking <laughs> about prom she says prom and then suddenly there's an ominous like lightning like strike behind the mom and I thought it was <laughs> hilarious <laughs> like it was so perfectly timed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I also like how, you know, the mom is like, the devil took your dad away. And Carrie goes, he left with another woman. And I was just like, mom, stop slut shaming someone for having sex. It's okay with your husband. I mean, come on. It's 1976. You need to not be so close minded. I know. It's 1976. We doing key parties, mom. All right. Relax. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. We out here fucking like, chill. <laughs> yeah, but on the topic of the mom, so I have a very ambivalent relationship to religion. So some of my the scariest movies for me are ones that deal with like religious people, like or not religious people, over like fanatical people. Mm-hmm. You know, over the top religious folks and I don't know. I think like the, the mom character is just such a a strange but like compelling woman. And I wish that we had gotten more of a backstory of just like what the fuck happened to this lady? Like how how did we get here? Because in the book, bring us up again. It's we find out that Carrie's telekinesis is actually like a gene that skips generations. So her grandmother, um, her mother's mother had this power. And it gives us more insight as to why she finds religion and then sees this power and this gene as being this like devil, like satanic thing. But we don't get that in the movie at all. You know, everything's kind yeah. of written away. It's just like, oh, she's just crazy. And that's it. And it's like, I think if we had gotten that like addition in terms of like a backstory, I think she would have been more effective in terms of being creepy. I think she still is pretty funny when you watch it, you know, especially her, you know, deriding dirty pillows which is my favorite euphemism for boobs I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I I did. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've, is this where, is this where people got this from in my life when they would say it? I'm pretty sure that's, that <laughs> Carrie is the origin of dirty pillows. <laughs> it's, I think that's super funny, but then just Carrie's solemn, their breasts, mom, their breasts. Mom, but their breasts. <laughs> Every woman yeah, has like, them. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you tell her. So you give that crazy woman an anatomy lesson. So Carrie has a very special uh, place in my ha- my home here because I love to quote the mom when she starts talking about Carrie's dad and how he went to a roadhouse and she could spill the whiskey on his breath, and I liked it. <laughs> and my boyfriend yeah. hates that voice. I do it all the time. Just to piss off. Like, I can smell the whiskey on his breath. And I liked it. And I think it's Dude, so yeah, funny. I know. 
she that was like crazy because she gets zero zero to 60 aroused you could she's remembering the times she's remembering the hands all over me hands on my body (laughs) (laughs) we yeah i didn't i did not think when she said we got down on our knees and i'm like what is gonna happen and prayed oh that's not what you want that's not what's i got down on my knees and i kept saying billy oh billy My husband was upset. That was not his name. It was Cletus. He was upset. <laughs> no, oh it, it's genuinely just so hilarious to me. But I don't know. It's uh, horror movies with religious themes do it for me. I'm like that. Those are the ones where I'm just like, I, yeah, no, I nope right out of there. Like, I, nope, can't do it. I do like how every time Jesus was shown, you know, it was like prominent and then a focus or like ominous in some way like so there's obviously the the jesus statue in the prayer closet but then an example is like when carrie breaks her mirror Mm -hmm. and then when they look at the broken reflection you can see the little shadow of the jesus face excuse me and then even skipping to the end you know uh, the mom is pinned to the wall in the same position as the jesus doll mm-hmm. in the and then like all of the knives right stab her in the same spots as the arrows but then i you know the, obviously the religious undertone is very important but it, as far as that shot or like these references in the context of the movie i kept thinking it was supposed to say more than it did mm-hmm. i guess if you knew the book it kind of that's actually exactly what I thought was why do they keep showing these Jesus things so specifically and what does it mean? And if, you know, she saw herself as if the mom saw herself as this person whose family was corrupted by satanic powers, then that makes more sense or that would have come across better. So I I agree with that. I think if they had brought in that plot point from the book, it would have hit it harder because then i also found out i was doing some trivia reading the the little statue she has in the closet isn't jesus it's saint sebastian it's not and i was like wait and it's it's problematic because it's like okay if i am a a normal you know let's say i'm a i'm a groovy moviegoer from 1976 all right I got a big old fro. All right, got my bell bottoms on. None of you, none of you can see this, but Sonique is shimmying I'm doing as a- people did, as people did in the seventies. They couldn't walk style. normal. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm putting myself in that mode, and I'm going to see this movie, and I see this fucking this this white dude, because you know he's white. Jesus was white, and he uh, is on a, what I think is a crucifix. I'm thinking that's Jesus. I'm not going to think Saint's a bat. I don't know who the fuck that who's. Who's Saint Sebastian? You know her? He I don't was know her. he was the white he was the white saint. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. So it's like it, it reads as Jesus. So I, I don't even know if maybe there was something they were trying to say even with that point, because it's like, well, it wasn't even Jesus. So I'm like, I don't and I only learned that today. I thought that was Jesus the whole time until today, and I'm like, oh, Saint Sebastian was a Christian saint and martyr who um, there's a, a painting by um, uh, Ilse Doma, which has, it's like a 
like a renaissance painting of saint sebastian and it does look like that it has he's tied up to a tree and he has arrows in him but who the fuck knows that like come on like i know jesus and that's all i know now i feel tricked and i don't really i really don't appreciate brian de palma right now i don't like don't don't give us these catholic deep deep cuts that uh, <laughs> the rest of us don't know. I'm like, I grew up Protestant, so I'm like, I don't fucking know any saints. Like, I don't, I don't know any. I don't know them. Like, don't do that to me. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just now learning about Jesus, and you're gonna lay this shit on me. Like this whole like biblical extended universe. I don't know anything about these guys. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the biblical extended universe. This is. That saint is like the Ant-Man and the Wasp of the biblical world. Right? What? Like, what? Oh okay, God. I guess. I mean, I guess you can give them a movie, but like, I didn't even know about them till today. Like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I mean, should we go ahead and jump into the iconic prom scene? It is prom season. That's true. And let's, let's do it. It was, again... I feel most people, and I should have prefaced this a while ago, I had seen this once all the way through when I was young, but I don't remember it enough. Mm-hmm. But I have seen bits and pieces, you know, the the scenes. And that, even if you hadn't seen it, everyone knows the prom scene. Yes. So it was, it was really cool, though, having it in context, seeing that legitimately uh, – who is that girl? Sue? Yeah. Sue and her boyfriend just legit wanted her to have a good time. Yeah. Because, you know, when you just watch that, you're like, the entire school fucking hates her mm-hmm. and was in on this prank. Really, it was just this piece of shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just couldn't, got got in trouble for assaulting a student. I know. <laughs> got Got rightfully punished and then opted to not go to prom to prove a stupid point and then her just getting revenge on the person that of course did not deserve it right but it was like so it was so it was it was actually really like you were talking about just being uneasy because you knew what was coming Mm -hmm. and you and you even know how it's gonna happen and then you know what happens afterwards but the whole time you're like fuck this is this is such a good night for her yes the guy's legitimately just trying to help her have a good night mm-hmm. and then even well I'll, I'll stop there uh no you can take the reins no i i feel you and i i was watching it today and i'm just like i was just in awe of how well it was done i think because i was watching it from a different perspective now because i'm talking i'm watching it to talk about it versus just watching it because i like this movie and i i love one of the things i love about the movie in general is like Everything feels very dreamy, and I think that there's, yeah. there's that there's that theme of kind of dreams and this kind of lightness that is then just like undercut with a nightmare like immediately. So everything that you feels, you know, you got naked girls in a in a locker room, and then boom, period, bully scene. You have oh, uh, you know, a girl going to a grave and it's lovely, and a boom, jump scare, or this prom scene mm-hmm. where you have the slow motion it's all slow motion the music is swelling she's you know it has that really great 70s kind of like glitteriness to like i don't know what that is the lighting or just the film of it but it just looks movies in the 70s always just look very glittery to me sometimes like 
It's all the drugs. I guess that I took, not them. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But it's like full on glittery and slow motion and everyone's applauding because they've won king and queen and they're going to the stage. Not only are they applauding, they applaud for in, if it was real time, like 15 fucking minutes. (laughs) So long. They were just (laughs) clapping for 15 minutes. But as that scene is happening, you're getting undercut with Chris and her boyfriend with a bucket of pig's blood. And you know what's going to happen. We've seen them kill the pig we see them you know set up their trap we know what's gonna happen but there is still that feeling of like optimism almost of like oh this is like a great moment for her and it's like you have the beautiful like you know um light airy music and it's undercut with those violins you're just like oh like it's a sense of dread but you're also like uh it's so rough it's there, hard to watch when when sue came like and sue came just to watch and be happy for her yes. and then when she can tell like i you knew what was gonna happen but still i was like oh my god sue's gonna be able to warn and it's and it'll be fine she's gonna but, save her oh, it's just, like no yeah she doesn't and the moment and i think and, it's so effective when that pig's blood falls on her the use of silence Except for the bucket. The, the bucket swinging and you hear the dripping. And I'm like, that's... I get chills even talking about it because it's like, oh, Jesus. Like That's such a good shot. Especially because yes. they show the one... Oh, God. The girl with the hat that hit her with the hat. Norma. <laughs> uh, Norma. They sh- like She like bends over, clearly laughing her ass off, but you can't hear it. You mm-hmm. only hear the bucket and then the shots of Carrie just being distraught. And then shots of god i'm so bad with names the boyfriend uh tommy that's it the shots of tommy legitimately upset which again because the you know for many when i forget about the scene i just think of it as the whole school was in on it and hated her Mm -hmm. and he was fucking furious yeah and then you know i was just like holy shit and then i also thought of this isn't as a much appreciative of how great that scene was it was just me thinking what a bunch of assholes these high schoolers yeah. because some of them were some of them were close enough to the stage that they would be able to tell that that was pig's blood yeah or like blood, blood you know yeah. yeah like that's a bucket of blood that had been sitting overnight it's not gonna it smell smells good. awful which also i don't know how no one smelled that in the gym like California's hot. You're you're in it's yeah. prom season. It's hot out. So you're that pig's blood is is you smell that shit because blood is a very right. like very yeah, distinct smell. Yeah, yeah. Someone's just like, oh, there's so much iron in the air tonight. You look gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just, but it's ridiculous. I get if I was the way back and I I'm just like oh that's Carrie that's the girl we all hate I have an accent now <laughs> it's just like you know I would laugh at that but if I was in the front row I'd be like oh that is that's not cool man that's I am also speaking from a very personal note because I don't like watching it's like those America's Funniest Home videos where someone just gets like fucking rocked in the balls and then falls back and like splits their head open I don't think that's funny. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a moment where it goes it goes too far, and I also feel like I mean to be honest, it went too far with the period scene. That was like, I think even complicit me, teenage me would have not definitely not have joined in on that because I'd be like, y'all, like what the fuck, like, <laughs> oh my god, like that's awful. And then also the pig's blood scene is just like a, I don't know, it would have been silent. I don't. I, and it could be because it's from the perspective of Carrie, so everything feels silent. I think if I had been in the front row, I'm 
I'm like, bitch is blind. Like, like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah, I at that juncture. Like what? I, if it was fruit punch, I might. If I was again, I'm making this too personal. But if I was personally there, if I was right up front, I would feel because they could see my reaction. I'd be like, oh, it's like when someone eats shit on the ice. You're not. If you're right there, you're like, oh, don't don't laugh at them. Don't laugh at them. They feel mortified. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're a good person, I guess if you're a good person, you help them up. Yeah. But if you're a neutral person, you, you wait until they're out of earshot and you laugh at them. Or you so, wait until everyone else starts laughing. So maybe your initial yeah. reaction is shock. And then you have normal laughing, getting everyone else to laugh. And now you're like, I'm going to laugh, too, because we're all laughing at this person. Because I, yeah. I have no spine. So. And it's also. <laughs> and. About this scene, like, you know, when she loses it, and then I completely forgot, because I know the impetus of the scene, and then it ends with a fire, but I'd forgot the in-between, which was, she really just controlled a hose. For some reason, it was in my mind that she was, like, pyrokinetic as well, mm-hmm. and started a fire. Mm-hmm. But no, some idiot was just trying to stop it, and then went over the lights, and that started the fire. She just closed everybody in. Yeah. And for some reason, it was like it was it was interesting because I was still like, oh, shit, I'm on edge. But I think just because of how people looked on screen, like these people are so distraught. Holy shit, what's going on? And Carrie's just fucking glare. Yes. But at the same time, just when you would see the hose just there spraying people to unconsciousness, I kind of laughed a little. It's a little bit silly because... Especially because, like you mentioned, I think Sissy Spacek is just phenomenal because that look on her face is just like she's she's lost it at this point. She's just she's gone. Like she's done. Like fuck these people. Like and I I root for her in that moment because I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. These people are shitty. Like you actually they deserve what they got. But um, fun fact: uh, the character PJ Souls, the actress who played Norma actually was knocked out unconscious in that scene so the hose hit her ear and burst her eardrum and she passes out so when you see her just like like unconscious like on like the ground that was actually her body that was unconscious yeah oh my god that's ooh, i would have that's crazy it's great i mean the we love 70s cinema because directors are terrible (laughs) like it's like you know, the, it's the Stanley Kubrick of it all. Just like, fuck these actors. <laughs> They're all puppets. I'm just going to like destroy their lives for a good scene. <laughs> right? Oh. It's kind of like it's kind of like scientists in the early 1900s. You know, they could get away with so many cool experiments <laughs> because there were no like codes they really had to abide by for experimental safety of participants or whatever. Or, you know, they could experiment on children and it was totally cool. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Or like, you know, Tuskegee, you know, syphilis experiment could happen till the 70s. Yeah. So, uh, fuck it. Well, hot damn. That's insane. Yeah. But um, what's interesting, though, is that so in the book, when the, you know, the everything is pretty much the same in terms of the pig's blood falls on her. She actually leaves the prom and then turns around, shuts the doors and then blows the school up. So there isn't a whole, like, you know, hose moment. Like, ah. And she actually gets out and then fucking, like, kills everybody in there except for Sue, who managed to leave. And I think one of the things that they're missing in this, and I wish they had, but I guess it wouldn't have made sense in the movie since so you didn't see all this, 
um carrie destroys half the town in the book oh shit she goes on a rampage and it's it's like she destroys the prom and then she goes out into the town and just like like part of the town caves in it's a whole thing but i think what's really interesting about the book is that she um it's we're still writing from her point of view ish but it's very clear that her brain is broken part because of the trauma of experience what she did you know experiencing the prom but also i guess the (laughs) the physics of telekinesis who knows the amount of energy she's expending like during that period is also draining her so she can't really think straight and it's almost at a point where she can't control what she's doing so she's gotten to that point of just like frenzy of just like you know destroying everything around her and eventually when she does die at the very end she dies in sue snell's arms after being stabbed by her mother and it's implied that she dies not just because of the stab wound but also because she has just used so much energy that she's just like Mm -hmm. is done basically which i think it's why i think the book is more sympathetic because it's kind of like wow she's just you feel like this person is just so distraught and just so broken by this entire town and society that like she got to this point versus carrie just being like a metal ass like just destruction of the senior (laughs) class (laughs) man that is the closest i think they kind of come to that in in a in a weird way Mm -hmm. again coming from someone that has not read a book um (laughs) ever (laughs) ever uh school was hard but they so carrie is you know dead ass going ape shit understandably so the glare forever and then you know she's walking home and then the car comes up and she like fucking gazes at it blows up but then she gets home and then she like she washes herself off and then she's just like i'm back to this timid thing that can't handle what she did and so instead of like physically expiring because she couldn't, you know, her body just wastes. It's like she was just emotionally so spent. Mm-hmm. I think that's, and I don't think that's what you were describing. It's not as effective as how the book portrayed it, but I think that's to me that's like the closest workaround they tried to do. But I, I really did yeah. appreciate it still that. Works, I think it's just it's different, but it works. Like what you're saying, I think it the emotion of her coming home and it just kind of like falling into her mother's arms too it's like it's it's heartbreaking really because you have this terrible abusive mother and she just kind of still goes back to her and looks to her for like comfort after what just happened yeah and then even when the mom is like well you're a satan child and i need to kill you (laughs) and you know is like carrie you know just like pins her to faux crucifix in that doorway but does it out of necessity, it, you know, if she could have not killed her, she wouldn't have. And then even then when the house started fucking collapsing, which I thought was odd how it just all of a sudden was collapsing. Yeah. And all of it like fires were exploding out of nowhere. And then it just literally collapsed in like houses I know weren't made that well in the 70s. But <laughs> like, what the fuck? But it's then all the so- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's what but happens then, you know, when you it's get like, mesothelioma. That's what happens. Your house just collapses on you. It's, yeah, it's like, do you have mesothelioma? Is your do you have renter's insurance? <laughs> so you're gonna want that. Don't get. Don't worry about health insurance. But I do like 
she was still like trying to take her mom's body out of the house because she still needed her. And then she like entombed or encased herself entombed. Mm-hmm. I don't know English. No, you're, you're, you're she, right. <laughs> she, you know, like they sheltered in place in the, in the prayer, <laughs> in the prayer closet. Because she just needed to protect that lifeless mom. Not shelter in place, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, she she tried. If she wouldn't have gone out in the first place, her and her mom would have still been alive. But uh, if you think about it, Carrie's mom's whole "they're all gonna laugh at you" is actually like a veiled. You're gonna get coronavirus if you go outside. Like, don't go to the prom because you're gonna get sick. Then, yeah, I know. A friend of mine was like, "Hey, me and these people are gonna meet up at this." this girl's apartment have some beers you want to join i'm like they'll laugh at you and they were they didn't they didn't get it <laughs> they'll laugh at you <laughs> until they were in the death throes and could hear they're all gonna laugh at you in their head over and over again you were like oh now i get it uh, <laughs> i get it now okay i do i do like overall like you were saying it's it this means more to you but i still think it was a good movie mm-hmm. and especially the shots and stuff I was reading this one criticism that said it utilized a lot of slow motion techniques, which I did think they that happened, but they viewed it as a negative because they thought they were just trying to, you know, get more minutes to the movie. Whereas I think every time they use it, it added to that effect. Like you were oh, saying, yeah. dreamy, wonderful. But it's, I also really liked that Sue wasn't a dick. It's a it's a bummer. She was haunted by those those images of Carrie coming together. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think I think Sue is probably one of the more realistic characters, to be honest, because she is someone who popular participates in the bullying, but then recognizes like her shittiness and genuinely mm-hmm. feels guilt and tries to atone for her sins. But then in the after effect, it still has to carry this weight because she's the only witness to this horrible thing. Because everyone else who could have been guilty about this is dead. So she has to kind of carry right. the weight of her entire senior class. Ah! <laughs> oh, God! Valed- valedictorian of one, dude. <laughs> a, a, a valedictorian straight scenes, she- bitch. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> she, you know, it's that age, that age old, you know, saying is you don't make fun of people in high school because one day you could call them boss or your telekinetic like telekinetic murderer. Yeah, true. That's very true. Okay, one thing I did I wanna I'm gonna point out though. We don't see any black students. We don't see black people at all really, I thought. Until the prom. Ooh. We don't see black students the entire time. There's no black kids in the school, which I can believe. It's the seventies. It's a suburb in California. Cal- I could believe it's a mostly it's an all white school. I mean that that those were that was still a thing. That still happens today. And then we get to the fucking prom scene. All of a sudden, I see this black boy, this black girl. I see an Asian girl. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So y'all saved us till the end. And she's gonna kill everybody in the school. Well, yeah, they're actually there was uh, we still there died was another first s- in the situation. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Well, I, you know, you don't. We don't have to view it as a win. Like we take first, we 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 all died at the same time. We all get that participation trophy, you know. <laughs> we all we all get dumped in that mass school grave at once. <laughs> but <laughs> there's actually I don't know if I read this, and I don't know if you remember this from the book, which again I never read, but I read this trivia. Is there's a psychic in the town, 
and they said they went to the principal it's like yo something's gonna go down at the dance we're gonna have to wrangle any people of color in the town and just put them in there i don't care if they're students (laughs) but but trust me you're gonna want them there like listen we're in maine okay we thought we're safe here in maine suddenly we have a lot of colors in the school I'm just saying, if you want to just go ahead and make sure they're at prom. Yeah, I know. I know. Sasha, she's a freshman. Make sure she's at senior prom. I don't care. Put her at the prom. I'm just saying. Jesse is a 29-year-old bartender. Get his ass in there. We serve and punch. (laughs) Darrell is an 87-year-old pastor. Get him at the prom. Try to fucking convert these kids. Trust me. These kids need need Jesus. These kids need St. Bernard Half or whatever. Of these kids are going to try to lose their virginities tonight. Get that pastor into that prom tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Carrie. Uh, Carrie. Gotta love her. Gotta love her. But I did think throughout this entire movie is the various junctures of how it would be different if this were a black movie. We addressed it. The the prom scene, the dancing would be crazy. Oh yeah, S- such good dancing. Um, for, I, <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel, and this is just my impression of again. I grew up with the only black women in my life were cousins that I would see throughout the year mm-hmm. but it's not like i interacted with them at school and most of them were like much older than me mm-hmm. so but i feel like like being a teenage girl like you said is hard and it's tough and i feel like that's enhanced if you're a teenage girl of color oh yeah <laughs> so i feel carrie you know would just be tough (laughs) and then like like she would still like get affected by like these traumatic well first of all the overzealous religious mother would just be a mom being like we're going to church for six hours and that's like kind of church so it'd just be church the mom would probably be the same ish i mean I, i mean the reality is that there are a lot of very religious black people um i grew up kind of with like parents grandparents like that so it's like no 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 like it's not it's not this kind of religion it's a little like kooky obviously but in terms well, of it's like, not like just, fire brimstone religious no but it's still pretty like religious so it's like yeah I mean. yeah but you know it'd be like it's like eat shit carrie well she wouldn't have just taken it she'd snap back yeah <laughs> and then yeah it's like come on if but, but but here's the thing though are we saying carrie white is a student amongst other black students or Carrie White is the one black student amongst white kids? Because then it takes an entire different That's true. tone. Because it's not going to be just eat shit, Carrie. It's going to be a lot of race, racist shit that this one girl has to, like, take. Well, let's, let's, take, let's take some viewpoints. Um, I was originally just thinking it was more of, like, an all-black school. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, if it was like the one black girl in this school, I think then, yeah, she'd be super introverted. Mm-hmm. I think actually, I think that would be the Carrie White in the movie would be just like the Carrie Black <laughs> in our hypothetical. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Not Carrie Black, but, though, but like it would be, though. 
Yeah, she just like she, but I think it would be even more. It's weird, right? Because I think Carrie White legitimately was afraid all the time, mm-hmm. but in in the sense that these women could fuck me up. But I think she more or less knew they wouldn't be like physical; they would just like kind of mentally fuck with her. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it was a black girl, she would have to fear for her life. Yes. So yes. it would be. It actually probably her emotional state would probably be enhanced like tenfold. Mm. It makes me almost wish that like there would be an adaptation of. I mean, it probably wouldn't happen because also Stephen King. I love Stephen King, but he also has race problems. <laughs> he does. He's like a problematic fave for me. One of them. Um, but it'd be interesting to see the adaptation with a black character or even just any other minority character. Like, what if Carrie is queer? In this situation, like I think it would, it would take on a very different tone. And I think it'd be very interesting to see that type of dynamic happening. You know? Yeah. I there's a lot, and that was just if you change just Carrie, there's a lot of interesting things that would happen. But yes. then if you start like fucking with the other characters in conjunction, like if if any of the school faculty were black. Those kids, the kid that ripped off the, like, tampon dispenser, get their ass beat. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like we don't have the money to fix this. <laughs> you know how much this shit costs, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh, Hulk ass, look at you. Put that shit back. <laughs> For real. But, you know, I will say uh, another thing. I just keep extolling the virtues of Carrie, honestly. I, it's one of my favorite adaptations. I've seen, I've only ever seen the TV remake and I saw the newer one with Chloe Grace Moretz and it's weak. It's weak sauce. I love this version and I could be biased because it's the first version we've gotten. I think the casting is spot on. I think the casting is great because, you know, in the book, Carrie is a lot less of, appealing i think they did a great job of casting sissy spacex i think she's a, a pretty woman but she's a, a pretty woman who could be believably be seen as not attractive you know whereas with yeah. the newer version it's like i mean chloe grace moritz is pretty she's pretty she's pretty you can't i cannot believe that she would not be liked in high school she's a pretty girl sissy spacex is like i can see where depending on the lighting or what she's doing i could see where you could see she's unappealing so there's that and just like the other characters i feel like are just so good in terms of like the casting that i love that i love it yeah i love it so any other remake even if you decided to change a carry i feel like you'd have to do a lot of work to do it justice honestly it'd be so hard to find just hearing it just because like... <laughs> if i was thinking about if this was remade with a black carry like who? I don't know. That's rough. Like what especially actress? now, yeah. right? Especially now because a lot of it, we're it's a weird time, right? Where people are overly sensitive to so many things, or people are sensitive in a very appreciative way, and then overly sensitive. I feel in a very wrong way, mm-hmm. where they would be sensitive to be like, we need representation of peoples. That's good sensitivity. Then you have someone that would be like overly sensitive and be like, well. You know, like like Carrie, she's like it's a, a weird line because she's like 
she's good, but she ends up like fucking over some people like super bad. So how do we feel about her? And I don't think, and you know, if we want to cast her as like a frumpy looking person, do we really want to put a black woman in that light? Because we really don't want to put them Mm. on a lower pedestal than they already are. And then, you know, that can go two ways. You can say, yes, that's a concern. Then you can also say, man, if you're going to make a movie with people like black, the second part of black people is people you know yeah so, so you gotta allow us to play weird things that's true and weird shitty things or, yeah negative negative things and it not be i think if, if it were to be recast with a black actress it would have to be very skillfully done you have to you have to toe that line at the end of the day between the two sorry the two uh factors that you mentioned so i agree with that and it's part of the reason why i'm actually content with the way it's been adapted in terms of like, at the end of the day, when I think of Carrie, I think of 1976 Carrie. I don't think about any other adaptations. I think this is the Carrie. And I mean, Stephen King put his stamp of, a stamp of approval on it too. So it's like, that is the Carrie, you know, that I'm okay with and I'm happy with. Um, but I think it's, it's one of the few, I think Stephen King books that could still be readapted and that could probably still be updated because it is it still tackles a lot of themes that are just kind of true at any point in time you know it's it's relevant always so yeah could happen could do yeah i'm not like sitting in a corner crying myself to sleep every night that there's not an announcement that a remake is happening (laughs) Well, then I guess, uh, well, we can give it the We Die First stamp of approval. But if ever, if ever a black version were to come out, we will be there to have comments. Oh, I mean, I hope I can play, like, I hope I can be the janitor cleaning off the Carrie White eat shit, like, graffiti in the background. Like, I hope I can be that person. I hope I get a call. Like, I have no prospects of being in a movie, but for some reason I get a call. It's like, yo, Andrew, we need you in here. I'm like, yeah, what's my role? Oh, you're going to be in the mo- the workout montage. <laughs> I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> but I'd do it. Hell yeah. I say that. I know, like, half an hour ago I said I wouldn't, but, you know, I don't have any morals, and I don't stick to whatever I say. I mean, let's be real. Everybody who is a performer in some way, I think we like to – that's like we're like i would never do this though this is like too much and so that shit's offered to you and you're like like what, what like what are my sides for the audition <laughs> yeah exactly until i get to <laughs> unless i'm the caliber of saying "Ooh, i'm gonna turn this gig down because they'll only give me dasani instead of aquafina i'm taking anything yeah yeah i'll, I'll drink all that dasani i would drink so many so much dasani until I somehow am overhydrated, but also my sugar has gone up because there definitely is sugar in Dasani. You can't tell me there isn't sh- added sugar in Dasani. It's so fucking weird. It's also crazy because this episode was sponsored by Dasani. So yes. we're doing a really bad job. Thanks, Dasani. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was our episode. That was that was Carrie. Um, you know, be sure to rate, review, subscribe. Let us know if you have any suggestions. We will maybe, you know, think about it, but probably not. But um, honesty, you know, there's one thing we don't lack at this podcast is honesty. Oh, no, no, no. We're the most honest podcast you could ever listen to. 
You can't see my smile right now, but it's shit eating. Um, <laughs> so. Like, truly, she's the, a plate. She is a plate of shit. Is call me Carrie White. <laughs> Solid. Oh, the, call, the callback queen. Callback queen, I am. Um, Andrew, where are you? What do you want to plug? Man, nothing super new right now. I think I'm working on some sketches for Sonique and I's diversity hire group. Follow that on Instagram, right? It's like at diversity hire comedy. Mm-hmm. We're working on some very ridiculous sketch pro- premises that we hope to film soon and throw up on the social medias. Yes. Uh, what about you? Yeah. Um, follow me at S-E-Y underscore S-M-Y-T-H-E. Uh, I have a podcast called Everybody Wants Something. I plugged it the other time. You can find it uh, on that last episode. I'm not going to say it again because it's a long title. Um, yeah, that's it. And with diversity hire, of course. Um, I've been writing on Medium, so look me up on Medium. I am very pessimistic, but funny. So there's that. I agree. I read it and I felt so sad because of the pessimism, but happy from the comedy. So thank you very much. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Feel free to follow this podcast on Instagram. It's at we die first pod. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that sounds right. Dope. Yes. Uh, Keep listening and stay safe out there, guys. It's crazy.